Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Learn more at businessofcannabis.ca. On this BFC Live, we will connect with Nalan Thilaniagam of the CanDelta team to talk through various zoning regulations across the country as it relates to cannabis retail. Thanks for being here on a Monday morning, Nalan. Always a pleasure to be here. Well, it's your first time uh, on BOC Live. We like getting the newbies uh, from the Can Delta team. Before we actually get into what we're going to be talking about, because you're the expert on this, give us a, two seconds about your background and how you got to Can Delta. Uh, so my name is Nalan Tilnagam. Uh, I actually completed uh, my Bachelor's of Chemical Engineering at Ryerson. Um, and to be honest with you, I was just throwing my resume around and I got got the attention of CanDelta and here I am. Well, it's like anytime that there's a, a chemistry in your background, your education, I think Lucas's ears pop up. So uh, so I, I'm sure that has something to do with it. It's, he's an organic chemist. Is that right? He's got a PhD in organic chemistry. Yeah, I think so. I think he's written textbooks as well. <laughs> and, he lo- and he likes talking about weed. So, well, the compliance part of it. Um, but anyway, so thank you for being here on a Monday morning. Um, we're getting lots of questions that we want to pose to you. Um, there is this, uh, well, let's call it a nationwide ramp up of cannabis retail, um, which is great. And we like talking about that sort of in its aggregate in this macro, but getting down to the micro, these stores are going to be in municipalities and every municipality has its interesting um, peccadilloes about what it, what it deems okay in terms of zoning. And we want to talk to you about zoning in some specific areas. Is that okay with you? Absolutely. Good. I'm more than willing to talk about that. Good. Uh, did I even phrase the question right? Like, are, are there differences across sort of different jurisdictions and which ones can we dive into today? Uh, yeah, there, there's definitely a difference between the different municipalities, or I guess you could say even provinces across Canada. They've all been tackling the issue differently ever since the, the Legislation Act uh, in 2018, or sorry, the Cannabis Licensing Act in 2018. Um, the ones that I'm going to speak about today, uh, I'm just going to tackle the four top uh, earners in the, in the country uh, from that last quarterly report from OCS. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's going to be Ontario, British Columbia, Alberta and Quebec. Great. Where do we start? Uh, each, uh, so I guess we can start with a general overview. Uh, and it's the Cannabis Act delegates the retail regulation for per province and territorial government, government. And they give each of those provinces and territorial governments chance to create their own legislative schemes with different models. So if we begin from the top, we can start with Ontario. So ever since the Cannabis Licensing Act in 2018, Ontario's followed a mixed model, so which is a mix of private and public retail outlets and public sales online. Uh, it's regulated by AGCO, which is the Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario. And usually in, when you're looking for a potential retail location in on the province of Ontario, you have to check whether or not the municipality has opted in or out uh, it could be municipality, township, or a city. Um, and once you've seen that your municipality has checked in and it's opted in to the system, 
uh, you need to see if it's within 100 or the proposed location is within 150 meters from any registered public or private school as per the Ontario Education Act. And then once you get those first two points sorted out, uh, you have to make sure the property is listed in a commercial zoning as per the Cannabis Licensing Act uh, 4.12.8. Yeah. It's funny, uh, while I was walking, I was looking, walking with a wife near the house and there's cannabis store, cannabis store, cannabis store in downtown Toronto. Then there's like a bunch of blocks without. She said, why is there no store here? I said, because there's a school right there. <laughs> exactly. Um, and, and when in terms of zoning bylaws, you have to really look at it per, I guess you could say city district. So the image you can see behind me, or I, I don't know, I, I guess how it's portrayed by Jay. <laughs> uh, you'll see, you'll see the red, uh, sec the red colored uh, municipalities in the GTA. Um, those are all opted out, and the ones that are in green are opted in. Uh, so, in specific, I'll be talking about the city of Toronto. And for the city of Toronto, you're going to be looking for the zoning bylaw 569 to 2013. That zoning bylaw dictates that. The following three chapters are allowable for cannabis retail operation. So it's chapter 30, which is commercial local, chapter 40, which is commercial residential, and then chapter 50, which is uh, commercial residential employment. And then if you go onto the city zoning bylaw map, which is in the following slide, you're looking for the pink, red, and brown colored buildings. So anything you see in that color range is acceptable for cannabis retail in the city of Toronto. And is, is, there the, is there a similar thing for other provinces? Exactly. Yeah. And some of them have even more uh, descriptive measure. So as you're going to see later on um, in Edmonton, they actually have a cannabis retail map uh, that actually shows you where if you were to do a, if you were to propose a cannabis retail store, you have a highlighted area that shows you where it's acceptable versus where it's not. Okay, so the other thing that's uh, different to look at is especially in the British Columbia model. I like to say that Ontario is a little more, I don't want to say lax, but it's a lot more, uh, it's a lot, sorry, less risque than the other provinces. Uh, only, only because it seems that Ontario has made it generalized in the fact that if you opt in versus opting out, uh, you either applying for the rules or you're not. So you don't really have to worry about the cannabis retail stores in that case. So in British Columbia, we are experiencing a, another mixed model, which has private retail outlets and public retail outlets, as well as online sales. Um, when you're looking out for a potential retail location in the province of British Columbia, you have to usually make sure that the zoning bylaw is sufficient with the proposed property with the preferred, within your preferred municipality. And then you clarify, you have to clarify with that municipality that you're interested in opening up a cannabis retail store. That's, that's pretty uh, burdensome. That's no, I, no, absolutely. You're British Columbia from what it, for, from my personal opinion, from what it looks like, uh, you, they're really pushing the proposed client or the applicant having a, like a, a rapport with the government or the local government. Mm -hmm. And they really, they really want, I guess it really looks like they're pushing to have the retail store work in cohesion with the community versus just having it uh, uh, the other way around. Mm -hmm. um, so usually, uh, again, 
as I said earlier, it's different for each different municipality. And whereas in Ontario, where as long as you're opted in versus opted out, everybody follows the, the general same guidelines here, it's different per municipality and district. So the two examples that I'm going to give you, Jay, right now are between North Vancouver and uh, City of Vancouver. So in North Vancouver, a potential store has to is required to be zoned uh, allowable for a local sto uh, liquor store, and the location must be 200 meters away from any any elementary or high school. And it also has a statement that says it has to be the store or potential retail store has to be located within Lionsgate Marine Drive corridor, Maplewood, Lynn Creek, or Lynn Valley Town Centers as defined in their uh, official community plan. And then if you can see in the following map, uh, you have four designated areas, area one, two, three, four in the city of North Vancouver. And each area is only allotted a certain number of stores. So you can see that the area one is only allowed two stores at a max. And then area two is also allowed another two stores while area three and four are only allowed at one store max as, as of present time. Wow, that is really, I mean, just thinking, just sort of taking it from the provincial level down to the municipal level, and then with the municipal level, even sort of dividing up the municipality into, you know, it, you know, it needs to be a liquor store, can't be this far away from schools, need to be within these corridors, and it can only be uh, limited numbers of stores per those categories. It's pretty restrictive. No, exactly. It's just, I guess it's because they're really worried about the community it's what it looks like and they want to make sure that they've done the government's done their due diligence to make sure that it's a palatable choice for the for the surroundings mm -hmm. uh, to have a cannabis retail store around there um you also have to take a look at the like you had said the specific zoning so in 2014 the official community plan for district of north vancouver allowed uh, the following choices to be used as designated land use uh, for a cannabis retail store. So it's a mixed use level two, mixed use level three, uh, mixed use level 4A and 4B, uh, harborside waterfront and commercial. Uh, and we can also see that in zoning bylaw 1995, number 16, number 6700, uh, there another list of specific zoning laws that allow cannabis retail stores, and again, sometimes with a restrictive maximum of one, are co a comprehensive development 124 zone, uh, which is just CD 124, uh, comprehensive development 454 zone, comprehensive development 725 zone, and comprehensive development 731 zone. So you'd really have to look, there's a lot of paperwork you have to really sift through before you really decide you want to buy a place right. and it's whether or not it's acceptable at all in the first place. Yeah. Um, we can see in the following map, uh, each of these uh, zoning bylaw codes uh, separated in the North, uh, the, sorry, the district of North Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, and if you have, as long as you have access to this map, which uh, the site link is provided, uh, you can take a look and see if your, if your proposed location will fit under these guidelines. So that was just the District of North Vancouver. Um, I, I want I would like to compare it to another city so you can you guys can see the difference because they're the rules are completely different. You so, don't have to go far. 
Yeah, yeah. So exactly. So just down the ways in the city of Vancouver, again, just starting with the same guidelines, if somebody was considering to open a store in this in this part of the country, um, you would have you would see that the potential location is within 300 meters away from a property line of another store or cannabis store, sorry. Uh, the, the potential location is 300 meters away from an elementary school or high school, uh, council center or neighborhood houses. It has to be within the outlined uh, areas in the figure shown here, uh, with the exception to stores within the property line on Hastings Main Granville Street and in between Pacific Boulevard and Robinson Street. And it also, the store can also not be in conjunction with any other uses or automated banking machines. <laughs> um, and if you're specifically looking at the zoning, uh, you would look at the zoning and developmental bylaw 3575. And then under section two, it defines that cannabis stores are uses on potential property with the residential designation zone of R. And if you can see on this Vancouver property map, uh, the legends on the side will be able to filter through the different zoning codes and you can observe the residential code there. Mm -hmm. So again, it, it's, it's more on the side of you have to get in contact with the government anyways before you even put in the application for the British Columbia government. So a potential applicant would apply for the license through LCRB and then LCRB would flag the municipality because when you're writing the application, you would need to ha already have like a location area in mind. And then once the municipality has been flagged, you have to start getting in correspondence with them. And then basically, you know, for lack of better words, you have to build, you have to build a rapport with the local government because they're the ones that are going to give you the yes or no on whether or not the store is going to be open. And obviously there are miscellaneous paperwork that you need to fill out in order to apply for the application anyways. Like uh, City of Vancouver also requires that you add a developmental permit with the provisional license and a Vancouver business license for applying in the first place anyways. And so, and so, we, so that's uh, Ontario, uh, seemingly actually relatively simplified compared to what's happening in BC where a lot rests with the municipality. Uh, what about Alberta, where we've seen probably the biggest and fastest ramp up, at least initially, of, of private retail? So in Alberta, um, again, uh, we observe a mixed model, which is uh, uh, private retail outlets with public online sales. Uh, when you're, and again, because you couldn't really open a store in Alberta, you'd have to open it per district. Uh, if I zoom in the lens, we can focus more on the city of Edmonton. So we see that in the city of Edmonton, there's actually, they've actually curated their own uh, section of the zoning bylaws for cannabis uh, retail stores. So if you were interested in opening a cannabis retail store, uh, you could take a look at zoning bylaw 12,800. Uh, 12, um, in, in part two, it refers that there are to a total of 13 different zoning bylaws that would allow cannabis retail or, uh, or allocates for that. Um, just some of them, just to, uh, just for your uh, for initial uh, viewing, would be the shopping center zone, the low intensity business zone, the general business zone, uh, the highway corridor zone, and then the commercial office zone, which the, they're the designating codes on the screen. 
Um, and they also have a map available uh, at the link provided. Uh, and you can see on screen that shows the, res the registered locations that are allotable for uh, cannabis retail. Uh, and again, it's just another filter on the side of the legend that you can apply to the map and it'll show you in the grayed out areas on screen. I know it's a little hard to see the picture is a little fuzzy, but you, if you can see the gray areas observed in the inner streets on the, on the actual properties, those are what's allotable for cannabis retail. And they've actually highlighted that for you. So it'll make it a lot easier for somebody or a potential applicant to look at it and see, oh, hey, maybe I can invest in here. Maybe I should put some money down in a store here because this was like a, a really good hotspot. Yeah. and so on and so forth and then we <clears throat> and then there's provinces that are monopolies or quasi monopolies and and what what are what is it what are what are those communities like say in quebec what are they thinking about in terms of where retail goes do they have more leeway because it's provincial or 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 what so the thing with quebec and it's actually really funny you mentioned that is quebec is actually only following a public model as of this point so there's there's no chance for anybody uh, that's interested in the private retail space uh, to go ahead and apply for uh, a license here. It's actually all run through the government or like what, Societe Québécois de Cannabis, so mm -hmm. SDQC. Those are the only registered stores that are uh, available. Um, you can just see on the image above, just a quick Google map search uh, for SDQC in Quebec and you can see there are only a handful of stores and they're mostly centered around Montreal area. Yep. That's why they get this. That's why they're doing well. They no, have a exactly. monopoly on, the, on all the cannabis. It is. No, I mean, exactly. And, and I, I haven't been to one of their stores, but apparently people, I mean, people are buying a lot of cannabis through them. So I, uh, it's the only game in town, but it, it seems to be working for the province, if not for the industry as a whole. So, so, so look, uh, I think one of the takeaways is uh, every location has its unique or every municipality has it may have its unique uh, every province has its unique thing every municipality may have its unique thing especially um actually especially out west actually compared to uh, i would say ontario um but it it um it begs the question or begs the like work with people who know what they're doing <laughs> i think is what, what i would say no no exactly it, it I guess the, I, if there's anything you can take away from what I've said so far, uh, the only my only driving point is please just do your research before you buy something. Yeah, just, it, it's definitely worth to take a look at whatever you're potentially wanting to invest in and making sure that you're following the right steps to, to fully, I guess, maximize your potential. Yeah. It is also interesting to see the, the differences, especially as we see, you know, this year, I think will be the, the, the year of serious ramp up, certainly in BC and, uh, and Ontario, but seeing the different um, levels of not even scrutiny, but hoops people are jumping through to open, it really is very interesting to sort of look at it on, on a whole. But then I think we'll also have a conversation down the road of like, which approach is better? <laughs> Right, like North Vancouver seems really burdensome to open up because of the jurisdictions and the actual store counts. But if you're one of those stores, I mean, that's going to be great for you. You know, it's only what is it going to be eight in the whole the whole community, and they're going to be in very designated areas, and you're going to be really not surrounded by anybody else. Same thing with sort of Vancouver, where you know you have a 300 meter almost monopoly on private retail. It's very compelling, and you can imagine how that would play out in Toronto, where if you have a 300 meter, you know, we have. There's six stores in my neighborhood within 300 meters. 
right? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a very different ball game from a competition perspective when you actually open up. No, exactly. And even like you can take a look and see that retailers in the city, like in Toronto, uh, they're just having not a hard time, but it, it is a lot harder to deal with the traffic here, right? Especially when you saturate the market so early on with all the amount of stores opening, which is always a good thing, right? That just means that the that just means that our policy is the Cannabis Licensing Act is working. Right. And it's more interesting to open up the store than to visit illicit market. Yes. And then, and then we'll see who, you know, then it's sink or swim from there. Um, no, absolutely. But, but it's definitely going to, it's going to favor the, um, the strong, the people who have stronger connections with their consumers. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you just have to, I, I guess you'd really just have to make sure that, you know, it, it, I, I don't think they've made it hard for people to open up a cannabis retail store. I just think that they really want somebody who's invested in their community, somebody who wants not, who doesn't just want to show up to make a a quick buck. It's somebody that wants to actually give back and they want to stick around for the long time. Yeah. Well, now, and this is great to take a look at uh, sort of four provinces, municipalities within each of them to sort of get a lay of the landscape of what's happening across the country, especially as we ramp up for retail. So thank you for joining us on a Monday morning. We'll connect with you down the road. And also uh, when this is posted on our website, we'll, we'll put how to get in touch with Nalan as well and the whole CanDelta team. As always, Nalan, thanks for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jay. I, I know it was my first time. I really hope uh, it comes out well. You did, you did well. You did well, I promise. Okay, okay. All right, we'll see you soon. (laughs) All right, well, thanks a lot, Jay. Thank you for joining us on B of C Live today. We're able to do what we do thanks to our ongoing partners, including Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Headset, Gallagher, and Torque and Maine.